today seems like a great day to dive in. So let's do that. So real quick, what do y'all be like considering it as making it? Like you made it by how much money you got. You made it by the kind of car you drive. Like you made it by the neighborhood you stay in. Like, cause baby, what is making it? What do y'all be considering making to be? Making it to be, my bad. What do y'all be considering making it to be? Because this world is so materialistic and there is ideology everywhere. And if you're not deep into your word, like you don't even know that that's what it is. But God said that you can't love both him and money. And a lot of things that are materialistic have to do with money. And don't get me started on the shade. Oh, I like your little business. Oh, your little house is cute. Oh, I saw your little car. Look at you, girl. Don't get me started on the shade. Because people with more money or people who feel like they're doing better than somebody else always make it a point to, you know, say it in so many words, how much better off that they're actually doing. But what's your house look like? Are things in order at home? Because we can say all day throughout every process, throughout every move that we make, we can say all day what we got on the outside. But what are, what the inside look like? Because God don't look at what you got. He look at your heart. He look at what your heart look like. He look at how gracious you is. He look at how respectful you are. He look at how much gratitude you show. He look at how much compassion you have for people. That's what he cares about. He don't care about none of the other stuff that we think he care about. And so when we, when I look into life and I look at everything around me, I, I'm not going to front y'all. I used to be one of them people like in my mind growing up. I was going to be going to be a successful singer, a nice house, a nice car. I like it was going to be a white picket fence. Like I wanted the yard for the back. Um, I wanted the yard for the barbecues and all the extra kind of stuff. Like I want that. And then I just as I start getting older, I just start seeing people and seeing things for what they really were. You can see the people with the most money, how unhappy they were. Then you would hear about all these people committing suicide who were super rich, super known, super famous, committing suicide. And you, you on the outside looking in like what they like, what? Like y'all got all this going on and this what y'all doing, but that don't make nobody happy. When God says you can only love money or God, you can't love both. That's exactly what he means. You can have all the money in the world, but your body, your soul, your mind could be so jacked up. Ain't nobody getting through that, right? Ain't nobody but God getting through that. Let me correct that. And if you don't know him or you don't take the time to get to know him, then like, like, where do you go from there? Money don't make no man. Money don't make nobody. So as I got older, like I told y'all, I wanted to be a singer. I was like, I want to, I want to be a famous singer. And then I started changing it. Like, I want to be a, I want, I just want to be a singer. Like, I want to sing. I want to go out. I want to make people smile. I just want to sing. And then, you know, cause I just kept seeing people change. Like, oh, they trying to control you this. And you went from this person to that person. And then look at who you were before then. And then this is where you are now. Like, so I just was like, uh, uh-uh. uh, like, I don't know if that's what love to sing, love God. I don't know if that's what I want to be. And I'm like, well, maybe that's not the kind of music that I wanted to sing because I wanted to do R and B pop, like all that type of things. And then as I got older, I realized that I'm more of a gospel singer. Like gospel is me. Like I am gospel. God is, you know, in everything gospel. So Well, let me correct that. God is not in everything gospel, but you're supposed to sing worship gospel music to let people know about God, right? Let people know that it's okay to worship God through music. Um, And so 
when you think about it um, and everything that's going on in the world, I'm going to tell y'all what I'm afraid of. Okay. So what I'm afraid of is that day when God come back, right? And he like, I'm here. I made it. I don't know how it's going to look, but this is just my thought process. I'm here. I made it. And, you know, before he comes or when he comes, the trumpet sounds. Dun, 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 dun. I don't know if that's what it sounds like. But again, my imagination. I don't want him to be like, I never knew you. Like, depart from me. Like, I never knew you. Because we can sit back all day and talk about how, how forgiving God is. And God is that. God is forgiving. But he also going to hold us accountable. Like, I feel like that's lost in the sauce. I feel like people are leaving that part out. Like, you said you was going to do this on Tuesday. You went right back to doing it Wednesday. You prayed about it on Thursday. You went right back to doing it on Friday. Saturday, you was trying to decide if you like me or not. Sunday, eh, you wasn't really there, but you was. Then Monday, we back to doing it all over again. Like when you're going into a change, God needs to see that you're changing. And yes, he will forgive you for every sin that you make, baby. All you got to do is ask. But I feel like if judgment day is called judgment day, and he forgive me for my sins, then I should just be able to go to heaven, right? Wrong, because it's called judgment day. And it also says in the Bible that you will be held accountable. Don't believe me? Hold on real quick. Let me find it for y'all. Found it. Okay, so in Matthew, now this is the New Testament, not the Old Testament, because some will argue, what's the Old Testament? It's before Jesus. Mm -mm, this is the New Testament. So in Matthew 12, verse 36, through 37 it says but i tell you that everyone will have to give account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken for by your words you will be acquitted and by your words you will be condemned so all day god forgives me i repent he forgives me but at the end of the day just like you ain't about to keep staying with somebody who keeps telling you they're going to do something. They lie about it. They go back and do it again. And they say sorry. And they, they lie about it. And then they go back and do it again. And then they say sorry. And they lie about it. And then they go back. I, you get my point. He will forgive you because he is a forgiving God. But then is he also not supposed to hold you accountable for your constant backsliding? You knowing that you're constantly doing wrong and it's not repenting and knowing that you're doing wrong and actually fixing it. And then going through the motions and then something happened and then you backslide because God gets you. He knows you. He sees your progress. He sees where you're trying to go. He sees what you're trying to do. But if you just constantly wake up every day, know you're doing wrong and then be, oh, I'm sorry, God, I repent, blah, blah, blah. He going to forgive you, but you doing it every day. And then you getting up every day and you're like, well, he's supposed to forgive me. So like, cut it out, cut it out. Stop playing with him. Because at the end of the day, you will not want nobody playing with you like that. So why do we feel like it's okay to play with God like that? So what I was saying is, I'm a little scared. Not a little, a lot. Because I've had plenty of times where I've stumbled and fall. I had plenty of times where I said I was going to do something backed up. Said I was going to do something backed up. Like, I had plenty of times. So I'm not just talking to y'all. I'm talking to me too. Because he'll tell me the way that you're going is the right way. The thing that you're doing is it's, it's it. It's what I want you to do. And then... I get caught up in my feelings. I get caught up in doing things he tells me not to do, like worrying and overthinking and feeling like I'm in control of stuff. I get worried about stuff like that. And then that's something I'm not supposed to be doing either. So within all that, he come and he say, I never knew you. Like, depart from me. I never knew you. Like, huh? I'm sorry, God. What? Because what's the alternative? Hell? Like, have y'all really just said a thought about that? Like, what's the alternative to heaven? Hell? Like, I know it's a lot of songs and they try to make light of hell, but baby, fire all the time, burning. When is the last time you burnt yourself on a stove? How long does it hurt? Like, I'm just being for real. 
And I feel like we have to be for real about the situation. Like, in order for our lives to go in the direction that God wants us to go, we have to know that God comes first, not idols, not money, not none of this stuff that we feel like is important. And this is another thing. God said that one of the hardest people that's going to be able to get into heaven is the rich. Because again, you can't love both God and money. And if you put all your trust in money, then we're God fit. Because at the end of the day, we're here to serve God, not money. Not idols, but him. And I know y'all said, well, she did say it's hard for the rich to get in the kingdom. And, you know, she skipped all over that. But y'all know I got y'all. Always make sure I do that for y'all. So it's in Matthew chapter 19. It starts off at verse 16, talking about the rich and the kingdom of God. So basically, it's about a story of a man who came to Jesus and asked him, teacher, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? So Jesus is like, why do you ask me about what is good? There's only one who is good. If you want to enter life, keep the commandments. And he like, which one? Jesus replied, you shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony honor your father and mother and love your neighbor as yourself. And he's like, I mean, I do all this, right? What do I still lack? So Jesus answered, you know, as Jesus does, if you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. So when the young man heard this, he went away sad because he had great wealth. And then in 23, Jesus said to his disciples, truly, I tell you, it is hard for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. That is crazy. Is that not crazy? He's not saying you won't be able to get in if you're rich. And he's not saying that you can't be rich and live life. It's just saying you can't forget who gave you your riches. You can't forget that when it's time to give them up, you give them up. No questions asked for what he's telling you to do with it. Like you just him over money always. At any point, we don't have to be rich, but there's been some times in our life where we felt like we was better than somebody in some type of way. Oh, I would have never did that. Like, girl, like, why is you doing that? Like, even if you watching a show, like, I would have never, like, that would have never happened to me. Like, ain't no way. Like, we hold on and we carry this little judgmental stick like we better than somebody else. But we ain't. We ain't better than nobody. Because like I said, you can have anything in the world. But what your heart look like? God looks at your heart. He looks at what you're carrying in your body, your heart, not your outside appearance. Don't matter how many things you get done to yourself. Don't matter how many different things that you come across as looking as. And it don't matter how fit you are, how small you are, how big you None of that. He don't care about none of that. He cares about your heart. What does your heart say? Because you can say all day what, what this is and what that is and how you this and how you that. But at the end of the day, he knows you front to back. So. I'm just saying that we need to understand that materialistic things, that ain't it. Like making it, honestly, let me tell y'all what making it is to me, baby, because I pray for it every day. Peace. Sometimes my mind be going so long all the time. It feel like it don't ever shut off. I want peace. When I can find peace and be comfortable and being in my own skin and loving where I'm at and loving the people around me and the people around me are peaceful and we all just vibing in peace and we doing everything that makes us happy and we all smiling giggles and, and yes we have trials and tribulations but we all there backing each other up showing out them having to ask lending a hug lending a helping hand saying you know what you got this great job like baby that's making it for me because you can have the biggest house and be so unhappy 
You can have more space. You keep asking, because God, if you give me this, then I'll do this. And God, if I get this and I'll do that. And if you get that and do this, you still ain't going to have time to put God first because you're still going to be trying to find every way to not have time. You can have this and that, ask God for this and that. You can keep asking him for this and that. But what he wants you to do is focus on what he's telling you to do. What he wants you to do is focus on where he's trying to pull you to. Where he, what he wants you to do is know that once you put me first, once I'm over everything in your life, the sky is the limit. Seriously. And heaven is in the sky. Ain't nobody going to tell me different. I'm just going to say he up there. He above the sun because he kind of tell them what to do. And just just don't be right up there with you please. So he wanted me to get on here and say something about us knowing that making it is being the closest you've ever been to him. That's what making it is being as close as you can be to him. Cause all he needs you to have is a mustard seed of faith. That's it. That's all. And what you do is you move forward in that mustard seed of faith. Even if that, and at that moment you don't believe, he will help your unbelief because he will because he's God. And also with the being held accountable thing, y'all, we have to hold ourselves accountable as well. You know, we could say all day, you need to learn how to hold yourself accountable. Same thing with us. We need to learn how to hold ourselves accountable. You can say something to somebody else all day, but what are you doing? Are you holding yourself accountable? towards your steps to getting closer to God? Like, are you holding yourself accountable to doing what you said you're supposed to be doing? Or are you too busy worried about what somebody else is doing? You too busy worried about the materialistics that comes with life because those are worldly things and God is above the world. Yeah. I mean, I know, don't you know? And if you didn't, baby, I just told you. So then there's that. But anyway, I love y'all. And of course I'll be back.